Well, happy Monday to you, and welcome back to the Drivecast. My name is Dean. I'm the lead pastor at LifePoint. I do the majority of teaching at our Lewis Center campus. I hope you had a great weekend and hope you enjoyed worshiping with us yesterday, whether that was in person or online. Uh, we started a brand new series called The Ascent. And the big idea for the series is that God's purpose for you is established in his provision for you. A lot of times we have questions uh, about, you know, why am I here and what does God want me to do? And really those questions can be answered. They're founded in the ways that God has provided for us. And so in this series, we're going to look at mountaintop moments in Scripture. We're going to move mountain to mountain to mountain. And in these high altitude moments, what we're going to find is that a lot of times God doesn't as much move mountains as he does move people. Not that he can't move mountains, and sometimes he does. But many times, uh, God doesn't as much change circumstances for people as he changes people in their circumstances. And so we looked at Abraham up on Mount Moriah in Genesis chapter 22, where he is asked to be willing to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And um, we talked about a few things I think are just critical in this text. Um, You know, primarily, why would God ask someone uh, like Abraham to sacrifice this child, Isaac, that is the child of covenant, the child of promise that Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years uh, for? And some of you know what that's like to wait Uh, to be able to have children. And one of the things that we're going to learn in this series over and over and over again is that tests grow trust. Um, The only way to become uh, patient for that fruit of the Spirit to grow in us is that we have to go through things uh, as we receive things. And we talked about how God is always doing more than I'm seeing. So what's easy to say is, well, this is barbaric. I mean, for God to ask this, of Abraham, even if he knew he wasn't going to go through with it. And uh, number one, I think it's important to, you know, a lot of times critics of the scripture will say, well, you know, so look, so God's going to ask you to sacrifice your children. And the, the best interpreter of the Bible, right, is the Bible. The best commentary of the Bible is the Bible. So the rest of the Bible clearly teaches how much God loves children. So that's not uh, correct, right? That's not a correct interpretation. What we have to remember is that the Bible, all the Bible was written for us, but not to us, right? So it's uh, you think about prescription versus description. Use Noah and the ark. Just because God asked Noah to build a boat doesn't mean we should all go into the shipbuilding business, right? That's prescriptive for Noah, descriptive for the rest of us. <clears throat> it's the very same thing with this uh, with this issue with Abraham. And actually what God is going to do is God is going to use this moment as an example <clears throat> to end child sacrifice, which was very prevalent certainly in their world. Second thing I think that's important is God does this for Isaac's sake. Um, later on in his life, I'm sure Isaac wondered, you know, why did, why did God ask my dad to do that? And, you know, I'm assuming Abraham, whenever he binds Isaac, he lays him up on the altar face down. Um, <clears throat> I'm just thinking about how that would work in my life as a dad. Um, and all of a sudden, Isaac hears this audible voice that says, don't lay a hand on the child. And Later on, he would have to have asked his dad, like, hey, what was going on there? And Isaac would have learned later in his life that his his dad loved God more than he loved him. And it's so critical for our children and our families to know that, man, that, you know, God is what's primary uh, in our lives. I think God also did it for Abraham's sake. Um, You know, in their world, the oldest child, especially the oldest boy, meant everything. And we know that we have the tendency to take good things and turn them into ultimate things. And so either you smash your idols, right, or your idols will smash, uh, they'll smash you. And um, 
uh, we talked about just how tests grow trust. You know, I, I referenced back in 2010, you know, we had this building up in Delaware, but we knew we were moving to the lease space in Lewis Center. And we're right in the middle of the greatest, um, you know, real estate housing market crisis since the Great Depression. And how are we going to sell a building? I, you know, and it was just a test um, for me I, as a leader. Um, and man, God just showed himself mighty. Um, but you had to go through it. I mean, without ever uh, soliciting a buyer, hiring a realtor, putting a sign out. Um, God just brought someone to us who said, hey, I'd like to buy your building. Um, and no one was buying buildings in that time. Uh, so God just was so, so kind to us. And then, you know, the last reason I think this is important, it's not for just Isaac's sake or Abraham's uh, sake, but, but for your sake and my sake. You know, just like Isaac carried the wood up on his back on the hill, um, Jesus carried the wood on his back uh, to the cross. And not just to any hill, but, you know, Mount Moriah, according to 2 Chronicles chapter 3, verse 1, is the same space that King David purchases from a guy named Ornan that eventually becomes where the temple is built, where Jerusalem is built. So that means somewhere on Mount Moriah, there's an outcropping of rocks there called Golgotha. That in the same place, that's why Abraham calls it Jehovah Jireh, my provider. God provides a ram in the bushes for Abraham, but for you and me, um, certainly for Abraham as well and all of humanity, Jesus is the ram in the bushes. Jesus is the one, because Abraham raises up his hand, right? And he's thinking he's going to have to slay his son, and God stops him. But when Jesus goes on the cross, Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But no one stopped the Roman soldier's hammer. Jesus was our sacrifice. He was our ram in the bushes, the one who was substituted for us. And so you and I know what our purpose is, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We know that we're sure of that because it was established in God's provision for us. So I pray that today you and I are repenting, we're turning our hearts and lives God's direction to receive from him everything we need um, so that our lives are fueled, so that God can grow fruit in our lives, fruit like patience. I'm going to pray that for us, and then I'll give you the opportunity to pray. Uh, God, as we start a new day and a new week, um, God, we are firmly rooted. Our identity is rooted. It's tied to you. We know that the reason we're here is not to not to earn a living. The reason that we're here is not to seek approval. The reason that we're here is not just to have pleasure and enjoy life. But the reason we are here is to glorify you, to enjoy you because of all that you've done for us. You chose us, God, when we would not have chosen you. Thank you for sending your son for us. Thank you that you pro-videoed for us, that you saw us before and you saw our need, and you chose to meet it, God, before we could ever be grateful. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Now you take the opportunity to pray.